Hello, people. This is KUNM Youth Radio. I'm your host, Marsh Chuan. And I'm your other host, Lucia Martinez. Coming up, we have some fine and dandy segments, including an interview by Tracy Tram, Kyle's Conspiracy Corner, and some smashing poems by students from Robert F. Kennedy Charter High School. But now, our music host, Diana Barrymore, will start off the show. Hey, this is Diana with some music for you. My first song is a collaboration between lead singer of The Strokes, Julian Casablancas, and Russian-born songwriter-singer Regina Spector, who joined The Strokes on their last tour. Incidentally, both artists have new albums out this year. Spectre's new Songs and The Strokes' brand new First Impressions of Earth. Here's the song Modern Girls and Old Fashioned Men. a youth radio collective member, had the privilege to interview Penny Elliston and Marilyn Moraine from Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. The Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico receives injured or orphaned wild animals to raise, rehabilitate, and then release. This is Tracy Tram for KUNM Youth Radio. I'm here with Penny Elliston and Marilyn Moraine from Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. So, Penny, could you tell our listeners what it is that you do at Wildlife Rescue? Sure. Uh, Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico for the last 25 years has been receiving injured and orphaned animals from the wild, that's wild animals, and raising them or fixing them and putting them back out in the wild again where they belong. Marilyn, would you like to add anything to that? Um, perhaps that uh, even though we do take in all kinds of wildlife, um, our main focus tends to be on birds because um, in our clinic, um, that's what we have the facilities to handle the most. Um, we do take in mammals and reptiles and whatever else also, but our main focus is on birds. What are some of the goals, um, Penny? Goals are to raise, rehabilitate, and release and educate. The raising, rehabilitating, and releasing applies specifically to the wildlife that's brought to us, but the education applies to both the wildlife and people. Because if you're raising a small bird, you have to raise it to understand what it is when it grows up and how to behave and how to get along in the wild, how to forage, how to take care of itself. But if you're dealing with the public who brings these injured animals in, we would like to help them understand how to live happily with their wild neighbors. Because wildlife is a very important aspect of the living substrate of New Mexico. We all love to look at wildlife. I mean, everybody loves to look at the prairie dogs running around on the, on the mesa or the birds in the trees. And these are the things that we deal with. The reason we get... Uh, we deal mainly with birds at our clinic is because 80% of the animals that are brought to us are birds. And in addition, mammals uh, have some other peculiar considerations that we have to 
bear in mind. For example, some mammals carry important diseases that are zoonoses and can be transmitted to human beings. We want to be able to have that under our control very closely. Who are the people who actually take care of the rescued and injured animals? Well, all our, all our uh, staff at the clinic and the staff who are rehabilitators in their own homes are all volunteers. And they are specifically trained to deal with the species that they specialize in. And I need to mention here, I think, that we work very closely with the Department of Game and Fish, the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish, and with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Both of those agencies give us permits uh, under which to operate because it is illegal to have in your possession a wild migratory bird without proper permits. Marilyn, what are some of the animals that you guys take in? Well, as I said, mainly birds, and uh, we do get a lot of the common species in, but we also get uh, some really interesting, um, rarer um, species, um, like this um, black-headed night heron. Black-crowned night heron. Uh, Black-crowned heron, thank you. Um, we get poor wills. We get, um, what are some of the other things here? Um, we got a yellow-billed cuckoo in, um, common nighthawks, uh, all kinds of things. Whatever kinds of birds and animals that are found here in New Mexico, we've probably had at least one of them into our clinic at one time or another. So you guys take in all kinds of animals, not, but just mainly birds, is that correct? Most of the things, most of the animals that are found in the wild that are injured or orphaned are birds. Those are the things that people bring to us. And that ranges from baby hummingbirds in a nest. Its mother may have run into a problem like being caught by a cat or something. And the baby then needs to be supported by somebody else. And as you know, I hope, hummingbirds have only one parent. Male hummingbirds mm. have nothing to do with the family. So if the baby hummingbirds lose their mother, they have to be taken care of by somebody else. And this ranges to peregrine falcons, which are no longer endangered species and are living wild in the area and get into trouble. I mean, if you're flying at 200 miles an hour after a starling or something and you miss, you may have a very serious problem on your hands. And one of our educational birds is one of those peregrine falcons who missed, broke his wing, and could not repair it adequately to get back into the wild. However, since he's a very cooperative patient and is willing to live in close juxtaposition with human beings, he has become one of our educational animals. And by educational, what do you guys mean by that? We take these animals which have been specially chosen and trained into uh, educational settings. We have uh, programs in the schools where we talk to people about various topics of interest. Um, we go to the Festival of the Cranes, to the New Mexico State Fair, to uh, the Rio Grande Nature Center, State Parks, various festivals. Well, in fact, um, on April 22nd, which is Earth Day, um, our clinic is going to be having its annual open house, and we'll have all of our education birds there. Um, that is about eight species of uh, owls, and we'll have the peregrine falcon. We'll have um, a male and a female red-tailed hawk. 
uh, we'll have American kestrels. Um, and the public is invited to come in and see all of those birds and see our facility, which is open just that one day every year. Um, uh, the rest of the time, uh, because of federal regulations um, about rehabilitating or real rehabilitation facilities, um, we can't allow the public into the working part of our clinic. But on April 22nd, from 10 until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we will be open to the public with all of our education birds. So we invite anybody who's interested to please come by and see us then. That's Earth Day, you remember? Earth Day, yes. I understand that you guys have training classes coming up. Could you tell us more about that? Sure. Uh, on April 8th and April 15th, we will have two training classes to introduce new volunteers into the kinds of jobs that we need to have done at the clinic. These uh, two classes will be attended, both of them should be attended by anybody who wants to volunteer because we have lots of material to cover. Most people who think they're going to volunteer for a rehabilitation organization thinks, oh, this will be fun, uh, we'll have lots of cuddly animals to deal with. Not the case. Marilyn, maybe you'd like to <laughs> talk about that. Um, the main jobs that we do at the clinic are um, preparing diets for uh, the various birds, and uh, various species have their own special needs in terms of diet. Uh, so we fix food, we feed the birds and the babies, uh, and we get a lot of uh, like little quail and little ducks and um, baby hummingbirds. This is all during the summer season. It's very busy there, um, as well as adults. Um, we do a lot of cleaning out of cages, which is one of the un unfavorite things, but it's something that needs to be done every day. Uh, we clean our um, equipment. Um, there's just a constant stream of duties that need to be done every day at the clinic, and some of it is fun and some of it is not, but it all has to be done. And those are the things that our volunteers do. And we have a great group of people, so, so it is all fun, no matter what the job fun. is, because uh, you meet all kinds of fascinating people, from people who are retired MDs and uh, professionals of one sort or another, to people who are just uh, folks whose families have perhaps grown up and gone to camp this summer, and they're looking for something else to do, and housewives come in and are a wonderful contribution, because they really know how to efficiently perform the tasks that they learn to do. Is there a certain age requirement for these volunteers to come in and just learn? Yes. Um, we don't encourage anyone younger than 13 years old to come in and work in the clinic. And volunteers that are younger than 16 need to have a parent accompany them at least for, well, for the classes and also for the first few times that they come in to work at the clinic. But um, in addition, we'd that, like to say that some of our best volunteers are young people, oh, absolutely. really very young people. And they learn an enormous amount. And since we've been around for 25 years, we have, we're very proud to be able to say that several people who have sort of graduated from our program are now uh, going to vet school and have decided to go to college, whereas formerly they were not considering it. And so we're very proud of those youngsters. For those who just tuned in, I'm speaking with Penny Elliston and Marilyn Moraine from Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. Are there any other events that you guys would like to tell us about? 
Well, I think the important ones that are coming up right away are ones we've already mentioned, uh, the training classes and also our open house on Earth Day, which is April 22nd. Um, those are the main ones that we wanted to focus on on this particular occasion. And then always watch for where we may be going. And we would like to invite any schools that may be listening in, any uh, home uh, school units, uh, to get in touch with us uh, to arrange programs where we can bring birds in to uh, meet students and talk about pretty much whatever the, the uh, program needs to have discussed. We can talk about raptors, we can talk about owls, we can talk about songbirds, we can talk about ecology, all kinds of things. And to focus the topics, uh, our telephone number is 344-2500. This is an answering machine which will ask you questions. And you can leave a message on that answering machine and someone will get back to you to respond to your specific question. Again, that number is 344-2500. And uh, you can reach the Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico with that number for events. And um, and any other questions? Uh, in addition, after May 1st, our clinic will be open to the public. And people may bring in any injured or orphaned animals that they find for care between the hours of, what is it, Marilyn, nine Well, we actually four? open at eight, but um, I would say for intakes, nine, nine to four. Yes, uh, and, we, the, and the Rio Grande Nature Center closes its gates at five o'clock, so uh, there's no access to our clinic after five. Closes and locks the gates, and so locks. you're in, you stay in. Would you please repeat the dates of your training classes? Sure, April 8th is the first one, that's a Saturday. And April 15th is the second one. That's, a, that's also a Saturday, and it's from 9 to 2. What anybody needs to do who wants to uh, join those classes is to call our number, 344-2500, and indicate that they're interested in registering for the training classes, and our volunteer coordinator will get back to that person and give the information that is necessary. Thank you. Again, Marilyn Moraine and Penny Elliston. Thank you, for Tracy. For being here tonight. Thank <laughs> you, Tracy. It was our pleasure. You just heard Tracy Tram interviewing Penny Elliston and Marilyn Moraine from the Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. Betty Carter, a jazz musician of the last half of the 20th century, recorded this song, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire, in 1958. She has been hailed as one of the most prominent ladies of jazz. She joins the ranks with Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, and Carmen McRae. Once again, here is I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. And next, folks, is another Conspiracy Corner with Kyle Ferris, where Kyle expresses all of the strange and frightening conspiracies that linger in the depths of his mind. Here he is. The history of man is the history of crimes, and history can repeat. 
So information is a defense. Through this we can build, we must build a defense against repetition. Baltimore Jewish Times, February 24th, 1989. During the past several months, I've had the opportunity to read a book called The Sunflower by Simon Wiesenthal, a Holocaust survivor. Several of my classmates have also been reading it, and we've discussed various themes brought up in the book, such as forgiveness and reconciliation. In one of our last discussions, we started asking about the causes of the Holocaust. Even the teacher who was facilitating our group admitted that he didn't know precisely how and why the Holocaust occurred. We all came to the realization that we were almost completely ignorant of how Adolf Hitler managed to get an entire country to go along with him in the mass murder of millions of individuals and the continuation of the largest war in human history. Now ask yourself the question of how such a thing could happen. Certainly Hitler was crazy, it doesn't take a psychologist to realize that someone who condoned mass murder had more than a few problems. But it was the Germans who put him in power, and all of Germany couldn't have been out of their minds. The understanding comes in the realization that Hitler wasn't pursuing genocide as a campaign strategy. He went gradually, introducing new laws that limited freedoms of particular ethnic or religious groups, specifically Jews. Germany was suffering under re reparation Germany was suffering under reparation demands that had bankrupted the country and sent it into horrible poverty. The Germans were suffering and Hitler was offering them leadership and scapegoats, people to blame for their strife. It was a gradual process and it was years before the gas chambers and concentration camps, by which point the majority of Germany was too scared about repercussions to go against Hitler. But I'm sure that everyone listening now could and probably has already figured this out for themselves without any help of mine. What me and my friends began to wonder is, why was nothing done about it? I freely admit that it's more than a little difficult to find an answer for whether or not to interfere in the politics of other countries. After all, imagine that your neighbor, who you don't like, comes into your house and starts telling you how to live. Rather presumptuous, yes? But, the re but reverse the situation and imagine that instead of interfering with one of your neighbor's household management, you don't speak with him at all. Imagine further that your neighbor starts invading other people's houses on your block and killing many of them. Should you just stand by and do nothing? For the first two years of World War II, that's what America did. When we entered the war, it was because Germany had declared war on America, not because of a desire to end it. By the time the war ended, 65 million people were dead. 65 million. Why? Is there a good reason why so many people had to die? This is a conspiracy corner, yes, but I have no theory about government plots to give you. The only conspiracy I see here is one rod of our own doing ignorance. In the aftermath of World War I, the nations of Europe wanted someone to blame. They found the people of Germany, who by and large were not perpetrators of the war. Angered by the way in which they were treated by the other nations of the world, Germany wanted someone to blame. They found the Jews, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the homosexuals, and others who, by and large, had nothing to do with Germany's suffering. It was ignorance that led to the misery of the German people and the persecution of the Jews. We pulled the veil of ignorance over our eyes and went for the quick solution, the easy way of looking at the problem, then forgetting, instead of looking at how to heal, to make sure that the situation never happened again. And it's still happening. Millions die in Rwanda, and the world turns a blind eye. Colombia is in civil war, and the world looks away. Have we learned nothing from the Holocaust? Have we not seen the horrific effects of apathy? What's the conspiracy? One of silence and affected ignorance. Quick fixes never solve the problem, looking away does not allow you to see the solution, and violence only begets violence. The choice is yours, you can decide to do whatever you're capable of to make this world a good one. 
Seeing suffering hurts, yes, but the alternative is to live in the ignorance and bliss of a world stuck in a cycle of death. Wiesenthal himself said, the schools would fail through their silence, the church through its forgiveness, and the home through the denial and silence of the parents. The new generation has to hear what the older generation refuses to tell it. Just heard a conspiracy corner by Kyle Ferris. Next up, we have Jem, the Welsh singer, with her song Save Me off the album Finally Woken. flamenco collective that originated in Barcelona. They incorporate in their music everything from traditional cajon players, guitarists, and palmeros to turntablists. Off their disc body is Quien Engaña No Gana. La fuerza de siete dragones de fuego Navegación celeste y estudiada técnica de vuelo Viento a favor Expandirse en todas direcciones Siempre perdiendo, preludiando tiempos mejores Aunque batalle yo no quiero desafíos Máximo respeto, dame lo que es mío No existe competición para tanta hipocresía Somos barceros remando hacia nuestra propia deriva Quien engaña no gana Next two poets from RFK Charter High School Josh will be sharing his haiku on unsolved rapes and murders in Juarez, Mexico that have gone on for over 10 years. And Wayne who will be giving his style of poetry. Hi, I'm Josh Pirtle from RFK. These are a couple poems in dedication to the Juarez murders. So, here they are. She walks all alone, shivers a fright, shock her spine. Darkness changes her. A window she looks. Her daughter, she's gone forever. She cries all alone. Close to 500 women have died, being tortured, raped, and murdered in the city of Ciudad Juarez in the past, say, about 10 years, I think. Hi, I'm Wayne. I go to Robert F. Kennedy Charter High School, and I guess I'm going to be spitting some poetry tonight. All right. Cancel the apocalypse. Cartons of the Milky Way with pictures of a missing planet last seen in pursuit of an American dream. But when that dream turns nightmare, those pursuits turn lines of prose into bullets causing black holes and lost souls in which that nightmare is so beautifully consumed. But hey, man, what's your dream? 
Dreams of beautiful cartoon troopers wasting lives just to waste time, and time is money, and that's just one thing I ain't got. So I keep my eyes on the clock waiting for that time to shine so I can speak my mind and flow my rhymes without the worry of the prosecution of these times. Living in this nation, under that God, with liberty and justice for all. But like a great poet once said, it's not justice, it's just us, and we need to stick together like two freedom fighters, riding the unjust, or maybe just the bread and butter for now. But maybe three kids and a little dog later, these words will be more than just ink on paper. They will be etched in your mind like ink on skin, never to be lost, never to be lost, never to be lost again. So I meditate on the breakbeats and the bass lines of trip-hop. Super funkadelic as I become the phantom of the hip-hopera. Castaway spinning cult classic horror cuts in my 12-inch hidden paradise, fading serial killers and zombies with my mixing styles of spin, scratch, slice, record, repeat, 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 detonate. Infiltrate, destroy, rebuild, and then we start the whole process all over again. Day after day after month after year. And the mothers cry when their sons die, but I... Well, I ask why? Why all the hate? Why all the murder? Why can't we all just fly away in our beautiful balloon to the land of Oz where beautiful pacifist cartoon troopers trade their guns for flowers and their grenades for lollipops? But then the movie ends and we realize that this is only a dream. We realize that this world is screwed and we are the ones who screwed it. Impregnated with hate and greed, nine months later she will give birth to death and we shall remain breathless. That was Josh and Wayne, who are a part of the RFK Poetry team, sharing their ill poetry. Here is, out of the Bay Area, the all-female quartet, Von Iva. This is their song, Not Too Hot to Trot. Guarda Barranco is a couple from South America. This CD, Dias de Amar, was produced by Redwood Cultural Work, a nonprofit organization that works for human rights and world peace by promoting diverse music. This song is called Aunque No Fuera Para Mí, Even If It Wasn't For Me. Sé que no puedo aún a tu lado estar más viva. Sabiendo en realidad que estás ausente Yo solo quiero deshojar mis horas En esta mi locura de tener And now Simon and Garfunkel with their song So Long Frank Lloyd Wright so long, Frank Lloyd Wright. I can't believe your song is gone so soon. I barely learned the tune so soon, so soon. 
So the fabulous foursome based in Liverpool, the Beatles, of course, with their song Blackbird is up next. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Now we have the Postal Service. Lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie also is the front man for this band. Here's a song off their album, Give Up. Hope you enjoy it. London, the one-man rapper The Streets came up with a pretty awesome song called Fit. Listen for his ab-fab accent on this next song. Here it is. See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine. Maybe even nine and a half in four beers time. That blue top, sharp top you've got on is nice. Bit too much fake tan, no, but yeah, you score high. But there's just one little thing that's really, 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 really annoying me about you, you see. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you are really fit. But my gosh, don't you just know it? I'm not trying to fool you. Hey there, listeners. This is your Youth Radio Weekly Calendar for the week of March 26, 2006. I'm your host, Michael Harley. And I'm Shantanae Tuck, the Black Clouds and Underdogs Tour with the All-American Rejects, Hawthorne Heights from the first to the last, the Hush Sound, and Fallout Boys will be in Las Cruces on Tuesday, March 28th at the Aggie Memorial Stadium. For more information, please visit www.ticketmaster.com There's more music on the 28th at the Launchpad. Underplate presents The Sounds, Morning Wood, and Action Action. This is an all-ages concert. The doors will open at 7 p.m. The Launchpad is located between 6th and 7th Street on Central. Visit www.launchpadrocks.com for more information. Blue Dragon Coffee House is holding their weekly open mic night on Wednesday, March 29th. If you'd like to be part of the fun, you can sign up between 6.45 p.m. to 10 p.m. The event is free and open to all ages. Blue Dragon Coffee House is located at Gerard and Indian School. Call 268-5159 for more information. Got peace? The UNM Peace and Justice Fair does. In its second annual run, 50 exhibits, along with panel discussions and performances, will be held in all three of the student union ballrooms on UNM campus. 
Centered on the theme "Wage Peace? Question Violence." Guests like Laura Berg as well as Iraq War veterans will be present. Albuquerque's national champion slam poet will be performing. The fair will take place Wednesday, March 29th. If you'd like to know more, email Desi Brown. That's spelled D-E-S-I-B-R-O-W-N at Comcast.net. On Friday, April 14th, the Outpost Performance Space, which is located at 210 Yale Southeast, will be hosting Rouse the Folk's House. This evening features folk music by some of the new and most talented young artists. This event is completely dedicated to teenagers. If you'd like to participate, have a demo and a short band bio ready for consideration, you can call 268-0044 or go to www.outpostspace.org for more information. Everyone knows the classic coming-of-age story that has remained an icon of the stage, screen, and literature. J.M. Barrie's Peter Pan, The Tale of the Boy Who Never Grew Up, has remained a favorite since its original publication and theater performance. But in all this time, has anyone really bothered to ask the main villain, Captain Hook, his side of the story? Well, Gorilla Tango Comedy Theater has the answer for you. Beginning April 21st through the 23rd, Gorilla Tango presents the play Captain Hook, revealing the notorious pirate's version of the days when Wendy visited Neverland. All of your favorite Peter Pan characters will be there. For more information, visit www.gorillatango.com or call the theater at 245-8600. Are you a budding fiction writer looking for a way to extend upon your work? Now is your opportunity to get some professional assistance. Sign up for an eight-week-long writing class on fiction with Lindsay Leonard Cook. Classes begin on Monday, April 3rd at the Station Gallery in Bernalillo. If you'd like to get more information, visit www.lisaleonardcook.com or write to lisa at classes at lisaleonardcook.com and that's spelled L-I-S-A-L-E-N-A-R-D C-O-O-K. Calling all artists and poets, there is an upcoming exhibit at the Albuquerque Center for Peace and Justice, and they want your art and writings to put on display. The exhibit, titled What Peace Looks Like, will take place in May. If you'd like to contribute your work, call Maureen or Suzanne at 268-9557 for more information. That's it for the calendar this week. We're also glad to make the calendar longer. But it's hard to do without the help of you, the listeners. If you got any events that teenagers would be thrilled to take part in, contact us at our email, youthradio at KUNM.org. We take events through Thursday before our Sunday broadcast. This has been your Youth Radio weekly calendar for March 26, 2006. I'm your host, Shatane Tuck. And I'm Michael Harley. And now, back to our hosts. Our music director is Diana Barrymore. Our calendar hosts were Michael Harley and Shatane Tuck. Carol Ferris produced The Conspiracy Corner. Luis Martinez produced the RFK Poetry Segment. Tracy Tram conducted an interview with Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. Other participants in Youth Radio are Paula Castillo, Jaron Kai, Mina Lee, Philip Riley, and Avikra Lucky. <laughs>
Our co-conspirators are Steve Emmons, Marcos Martinez, Roberta Rael, Otiyama Umi, and Danielle Cantrell. And I'm your host, Marsh Chalon. I'm your other host, Lucia Martinez. Thanks for listening. This has been KUNM Youth Radio. Have a great night. Next up is Spoken Word.